When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life is bleak until Lise discovers the game. This week on the podcast, Monica Hughes' Invitation to the Game. Hey everybody, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And this week on the podcast, as said, we are discussing Monica Hughes' Invitation to the Game. It's a dystopian future in which robots have taken over most of the jobs of the world. So there are millions of unemployed. You get an assignment when you graduate from college or, no, just high school. High school. Telling you whether you have a job or not. Lisa is told she doesn't have a job. And a bunch of her friends are told they don't have jobs. They go to live somewhere. But then they hear about the game and they get an invitation to the game and they play the game and then things happen. And that's the book. Yay. Yay. Um, I liked this book a lot less reading it now than when I was nine. Yeah. I While I was reading it, I was like, I bet Kelly likes this book less. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot less. <laughs> it's It's a good book for a kid. Yeah. I guess when you're nine, you're like, this seems kind of cool. I just and now I realize why, like. I just was not, I think by the time the book finished, I was always over it. Mm, and that's why you And that's why I just forgot. So they, what it is, is the game is sort of like a tryout to see if she and her friends can survive without support in the wild. And once it is determined that they can, they like dose her and her friends and then drop them on a new planet and are like, here, populate a new world. We don't have a place for you anymore. And they're like, Oh, this is crazy. Oh, but what a gift. <laughs> yeah, and they named the planet Prize. And there were just that's the game's prize is this new planet. I think there were just a lot of things in the book that did not make sense to me as an adult. Like, where I was like, why would they do this? They would yeah. not do this. I mean, they they'd be far more likely just to kill you. Yeah. I was like, they why don't they just come kill and them? Shoot you in the head. Like the thought that like I think the thing that I always was worried about as a kid was like being ordinary. And I think that's a thing that a lot of kids are like, oh, what if I'm just ordinary? And I think that's the thing here where it's like, oh, but you're not. You're the hope of the future. You get to repopulate the planet. And like, yeah, but it's like mm, they would just shoot you. And like, yeah, like, I mean, it's a nice idea that the government would be like, here, we're going to give you a fighting chance on a new world instead of just like making you live in this bleak dystopian landscape where yeah. like there's no hope and you're just either going to like hole up in a tiny room or drug yourself mm-hmm. to forget about how boring everything is or riot. Yeah. That maybe is nicer. Yeah. It's a weird choice to be faced with. Yeah. Which would you rather? Go to a brand new world with nothing but some coveralls and boots. And no idea that it's going to happen. Because that's the thing, is that they're drugged and then dropped on this planet. It's not like they asked their permission. They didn't. So which would you rather? I guess going on that new world without knowing. Because, well, so it, it lines up with my personality type, which is like, I really, I hate monotony. And, um, like, wrote type things. Like, I can't deal with it. And I'd rather have just, like, a question mark. Um, And I really thrive on that. Like, I really thrive on, like, uh, not having plans until the very last minute. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. So I guess that. But, I mean, the permission thing, that blows. Yeah, I think. And especially for Benta. Benta? Is that her name? Yeah. Benta and uh, Rich. Yeah. They They had lives. pulled from their actual lives because they did get jobs because of their family. So Rich was supposed to go and become a psychiatrist in his father's practice. And Benta went back to the farm to help her dad. Yeah. And then because their skills are needed in the group that they graduated with, they replace them with robots 
and then force them to be in the group in the game. Yeah, and... That's the, fucked up. Yeah, and, and, like, the idea, too, that, like, not only are these people, like, so they're unemployed, but then it turns out, well, because they're, like, unemployable, quote, because all mm-hmm. the jobs have been taken by robots. But then it's, like, they're just, like, the perfect special mix of, like, the perfect group of people. Yeah, that because, like, like, was, like... I'll, I'll grant you... There wasn't enough curating of the group. Like, this was a group that were already friends. Yeah. It's not likely that that would just happen naturally. I know. So... And that also, could have been changed to be more believable. Yeah, it's and, like, like... you're just in a house with these people now. Because there was, like, so much, like, not really fleshed out with these people... And their relationships, too. Like, I don't think that we would have lost anything by not having them be friends before this happens. No, nothing at all. There's no kind of special bonds between them that get talked about. Except for that Lise loves her best friend, Benta. Yeah. Who goes to the farm. But it would have been a richer story, I think, if they didn't know each other. Yeah. And um, there were too many of them. Like, when she was saying 10, I was like, who are they? Because the only people I could even bother to pay attention to Mm -hmm. were, like, the people that were being talked about were right then. And so, of course, you're only talking about, you know, two to four people at a time. Yeah. So, like, every time she was like, the 10 of us, I was like, wait, who are the other ones? Yeah, I didn't even think about that, actually. That's too many people. It's too. That's a lot of people that get no kind of... So, the only ones... So, ones who get the shaft in terms of being talked about, are Paul, Trent, Axel. Wait, what's that guy's name? Ansel. Ansel and Ansel. They get the shaft. So the only ones we really hear about are Lise, the narrator, Scylla. Yeah, Scylla, the red-haired motherly one. Mm -hmm. Katie, the karate botanist. Karate botanist. Karate botanist. (laughs) Wait, but then there was someone else, Karen, too. Who is that? Karen (laughs) is a... Geologist? Geologist. Karen was that Karen? Is the geologist. Okay, so that's Rich five. Rich is the psychiatrist. Bent is the farmer. So that's seven. Somebody's a chemist. Ansel? Ansel, maybe. Ansel, maybe. Is this book German? No, but um, sh- uh, it made a lot of sense to me after I read it that she's British. Right. Because like the whole time I was like, they have to be British. Because like, the stuff they're saying, if it's in an American accent, is the cheesiest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Like, when she's like, those thugs were no match for our karate. I was like, ugh. I mean, none of the way they ever spoke made a ton of No, it was like when Scylla, like, so Lisa's all, like, bummed because she's like, I must be the only one who's unemployed. And they all get bussed out. And then everyone gets out of the car and she's like, wait, you guys are unemployed too? And Scylla's like, come here, dear birdling. And, like, hugs her and, like, acts like not like a 16 year old like she acts like a 40 year old character in like a disney movie yeah yeah it was just i would have liked this book more if it had just been the story of them after getting dropped on this planet yeah it wouldn't have been a book we'd read on this podcast no but i would have liked it more it would have been like island of the blue dolphins or julie of the wolves or one of those other ones. <laughs> no, it totally reminded me of that. Like, from the point where, like, they're dropped off, mm-hmm. they feel different, mm-hmm. it's not beautiful anymore. I was like, I remember as I was reading it this time being like, oh, this is like, it totally reminded me of Island of the Blue Dolphins. Like, it's like, oh, these, like, young people, mm-hmm. like, surviving, a, yeah. which, like, I think is more interesting because in it's just them, like, learning to scrounge and, like... Them going I get to the... how it translates, but it's boring. Yeah. This book was pretty boring. It's pretty boring. For, like, what the cover looks Sorry, like. Sorry, Kelly. I it's know okay. the cover looks The cover looks amazing. like it's, like, this is going to be the so coolest book you've ever cool. read. It's like she puts on a pair of VR goggles in a red jumpsuit. She's like, so lightning pretty. Lightning is crashing all around her. She's got, like, those, like, nodes on her, like, yeah. shoulder. It looks fucking cool. She's in space. There's mm-hmm. a red planet in the corner. Yeah. Which I get it, like, they get dropped on a planet. It's not that anything in the cover is so specifically a lie, but as a whole, it is a lie. Yeah. That is not what we get from this book. No. It is the promise of a different book. This book is, yeah, that must be why, 
I think, you know what it might have been, why I remember reading this book so often? It's just that, like, we always kept it in that little basket behind the driver's seat. <laughs> it was just what you had. And it was always there, so I would just read that, and, like, I think I just really liked reading, so I would read whatever was there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's not interesting. No. They, like, she doesn't flesh out what it's like. So they go, they find their little warehouse to build their home in. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, cool because they're, like, coming up with security precautions. Like, you, there's, like, a voice activation. There's an elect, electric, like, elevator that might electrocute you if you try to use it. Stuff like that. And then they have to, like, go out into the world and, and scrounge for, like, scraps for their apartment. They have to find mattresses. And they never, you never really get the experience of them having to do that. It's, like, very quick little bits like oh and then we found these mattresses we found this couch that worked yeah it's getting very cozy it it also like was even though this is in first person it was written in such a um like distant distant impersonal like we're no kept at arm's length the whole totally time. and i maybe i don't know it just it it made it a lot more boring mm-hmm. because also like we it was like a really good outline of a book. Sure. Yeah. That never got filled in. Yeah. Like this is like what I would write as like a skeleton outline for like when I need to just get myself working on a project. And I'm like, okay, well, if I just like write down the things that need to happen, then I'll flesh it out and, yep. and I'll actually get work exactly. done. This is what this is. Yep. Where it's like, uh, then this happens. And then, um, oh, right. They're like, uh, they go to that place and deal with that like criminal, which even oh, at man. that part where like they're dealing with this guy who like tries to get the chemist dude to like do make drugs for him mm-hmm. even though like if you were to tell me those details like okay so this kid is like kind of a chemist he never got his job and he's like offered this thing um he says no and then like all these thugs come out and there's like a huge fight it just seemed lame and like not yeah, interesting exactly when you're telling me right now i was like oh cool yeah but in the book it's like maybe even told with a little less energy than you just told me. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't help that as I was reading this, I was melting away due to a heat wave. <laughs> but I was just like, I could not make myself care about these characters. I did start to fall asleep. I'm <laughs> yawning as I say that when I first, like my first uh, reading sesh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really hot. And then yeah. when I finished it, Last night I was in front of an air conditioner. Mm. Well, and if you guys can't tell, it is still very hot. Real warm. We are sitting in a room with no air circulation. Los Angeles is a f- set of flame. Yeah, it's a fiery ball. Oh, uh, it was like 100 degrees over the weekend. Yeah, really bad. 90 degrees today. Yeah. It's going to keep being bad all week. It's so warm here. Buckle your seatbelts. And we're recording in Kelly's apartment. Yeah. We can't have the air conditioner on. No. We can't have the fan on. No. It's just me and Kelly sitting on her bed. It's I'm sitting in a chair. We're staring at each other, get, getting like glossier by the minute. Yeah. You know, my legs are crossed right now and I'm wearing shorts and it is just like sliding. Like they're <laughs> sliding. Ugh. So sweaty. Yeah. It's not a good setup here, guys. <laughs> I mean, in Los Angeles. No. Um, When I was in, I was in Puerto Rico last week and um, I was like, I'm going to go for a run. Like, it'll be like, I always like the first couple days that I'm somewhere new. I like to go for a run there so I can like really see a lot of the city. Uh It's fucking hot in Puerto Rico, though. Mm -hmm. And it was blazing hot. And there is this part where you go. It's it was we were in Old San Juan. And when you go, um, the entire part of Old San Juan is surrounded by a like insurmountable wall because it was a fort and it was supposed to be like keep out so there's two entrances to it and one of them closes at 6 p.m so if you get out there and go all the way down and it's like two miles then you got to just go back and so i was running and um it was getting hot like so hot and i started having a panic attack while running because i was like what if i get heat stroke i can't there's no shade there's literally no shade and i cannot go back up for two miles and so at the halfway point i was just like what have i done what if I die right here? What if I die right here? Oh, my God. 
But it was weird because I actually did not feel that faint or anything. But I was like, who knows? It was weird because I actually did not die. (laughs) (laughs) It was very weird. Um, So I was like, in my mind, my mind's racing. I'm like, what if I get a heat stroke? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But my body feels fine. Like I felt fine. I felt very hot, but I've had heat stroke slash like fainted from heat before. And it did not feel any of those symptoms. But I was just like, what, what, what if? What, the air feels very hot. What if I What if I get it? And then I was like, oh. And I almost texted Micah. Thank God I didn't. Because I almost texted him, I'm afraid I'm going to get heat stroke. <laughs> and he like he was like, thank God you didn't text me. Because I would have tried to like go find you. And Oh, I would have texted that. And then when I didn't, I would text, it's okay, I'm fine. Yeah, true. I feel like that's good. Mm. Mike hates when I do this thing where like, I'll get afraid of going on a roller coaster, so I won't go. Mm-hmm. But then when he gets on, I'll like grab him and look in his eye and go, just so you know, I love you. <laughs> and he's like, you make me feel like I'm going to die. And I was like, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. In case you die. I want to know that I told you I loved you are one you, last time. Are you afraid of roller coasters? Only sometimes. I never used to be as a kid, and then, like, as I get older, I don't know if it's that I get a keener sense of my own mortality or what, but there are these times where I'm, like, I'm sure that I'm getting a premonition that an accident is going to happen, but really, it's just I'm scared. I, like, uh, as a kid, I was terrified of them, and then for a brief period of when I was, like, maybe 15 to 17, I was not afraid of them, and then after that, like, certain ones, like, I don't mind loop-de-loops, but, like, a drop like a huge drop on like a roller coaster. I'm not interested. I don't like that feeling. I don't need a part of it. I do love a drop. Is what's I hate weird. a drop. It's so scary. Do do you go to Disneyland mm-hmm. now and then? Have you been on Tower of Terror? Oh, yeah, now, that was fine. Guardians of the Galaxy? No, 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 that was fine. I mean, like I a, so much more prefer that than a roller coaster. No, for me, like a drop, like, you, you know, that there's this right at Knott's. I've never been, but okay. I might know it. Well, basically, the track is in like a huge upside down U. It's like a bracket. Ugh. Yeah. And it's like very extended. And so the the like horizontal part is very short. So you go up and then you're just like this. And then you just go straight down facing forward. I don't need that. Well, that's facing forward. That's insane. That's insanity. And so I remember waiting I in that refuse. line. Yeah. And I remember even I think it was because uh, we had physics fun day <laughs> where our physics class went to. Uh, not Sperry Farm. And I remember waiting in that line. And even as at my peak of like... Kelly's on top of the world. Yes. I was like, I remember waiting in that line and I looked up at it and I was like, I don't, I don't need to do this. (laughs) And I was just like, you know what, guys, I'm just gonna, um, I'm gonna go not do this. And everyone's like, oh, come on. It'll be fun. My God. That's where peer pressure exists. Roller coasters. Yeah. That's, that's an actual instance of Mm -hmm. peer pressure, like being able to work. Mm-hmm. Because then you'll you just go be like, fine. No, I did not go. I was Good like, for you, girl, you're strong. I'm strong. I'm my fear <laughs> prevents me from being affected by peer pressure. Because I was just like, I was like, no, it's okay. Like you guys can hate me, but I'll still have not gone on this roller coaster. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess when you come down to it, my fear of drugs also overcame peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I was very terrified of drugs. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was just like, I don't know what could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. We've both discussed how it's possible. Go Ask Alice did that to us. Yes. Even though it's a terrible, mean book that is a lie. It kind of worked. It might have done its job. It kind of worked. Which makes me angry. I know. I don't want to give it the credit. I just, I wish that I was. the credit. I think it does. But I wish I was like smarter than that. But I don't think I was. I know. Because I was. You're like in sixth grade. What do you know? Nothing. Nothing. You know nothing. You know nothing. You just You're sit an there. Idiot. You're an, an you idiot little 12-year-old. You're not exposed to anything. <laughs> You're not exposed to anything. Stop pretending you know. I remember like there was this rumor in middle school that this girl and this guy had um, sex behind one of the backstops and they were in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember like thinking that that just could not be possible. I was like, you know, when you're in eighth, you can't have sex. Like I just remember thinking like <laughs> it just won't happen. And so I was like, I don't believe it. And everyone's like, yes, they did. Like, what's her name? Like, went back there with what's Who's Sam's face? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't think that could happen. I was such an, I mean, in fifth grade, even in fifth grade, I was still saying like, it may S-E-X. Not happen. All right. This is way off topic. Go for, for it. But it is going off of this. Big debate at work today. Big debate. Okay. Here's how it started. 
So we're talking about massages. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about like massage parlors, like a lot of times like being either a drug front mm-hmm. or sex shop. Mm-hmm. Guy I work with says, which is worse, saying yes to a happy ending, even though you didn't go in expecting to get one, mm-hmm. or being the kind of person, oh, and not going back, or being the kind of person who like seeks those out on a website. Which is worse? Which is worse? Uh, the s- second one, I guess. Here's my answer. What? They're the same. Because you're doing it either way. Because you're still getting yeah. the fucking hand job. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why that question confused me. Because exactly. I was like, I don't know. I I why are you making me ask? That. Why are you making? Why are you like, asking me? No, if it's Alex. Worse? They're the same. And he kept trying to present different analogies that would somehow make the first one better. Um, he's like, okay. You're on a diet. You know you shouldn't. But a Sunday is put in front of you. And I was like, no, Alex. That's not you, the same. That's not the same. That is not a one-to-one comparison. So then everybody, this happens to me because I will get the most worked up about a thing. I can see and you getting the most worked up about it. The, the like, point of focus turns entirely to me. Mm-hmm. So all these quizzes kept getting brought up. So in the end, it became, all right, what is worse? Or like rank everything. Okay. Being the kind of person who seeks out hand jobs on a website being the kind of person who says yes to a happy ending and pays for it but doesn't plan on going back cheating on somebody cheating on somebody with their best friend uh, okay like, i feel like, like as in which of these would i want the, to hear that's from mike <laughs> this is how it was put to me because i don't know why because i get worked up it kept circling back to me and so I was, I was. But those are like, I questions. feel like the, they're so different. This is my point. The, like, it's in like, mind, which is worse? Um, w- taking a walk on a hot day. Yeah. Um, eating a hamburger in the yeah, snow. Multiple trays. Um, um, wearing boots in a puddle. <laughs> See, this was my point, too. Is that, all right, but here's, here's my essential answer. Okay. You can't even put the hand job on the same questionnaire. You just can't. Yeah. In my mind, that supersedes the cheating. Because it's like, I can wrap my head around somebody cheating on me. Mm -hmm. I can wrap my head around somebody being like so lustful one night they have sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. Or or like even cheating on me with my best friend. I'm not saying it's forgivable. I'm not saying the relationship would continue. But I understand it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem disgusting to me. Mm -hmm. Like... Tr- like a tragedy blew up my life yes mm-hmm. but it is so much worse in my mind to think that mike went to a masseuse and they were like hey do you want a happy ending and he's like you know what sure <laughs> like, that's so also that's like so okay like you me- know what you go ahead i'll take that happy ending thanks for your services here's payment for my blowjob well because Hand here's job. here's the thing both of those things are cheating yeah. One is like cheating exactly. and like betraying you and like and if it's with your best friend, God, like really betraying yeah. you. And then Thank the other you. thing is like You're the only sane one I've talked to all day. No, really? that's not true. The um somebody else I think was agreeing with me. He may have changed his mind. Was I texting with everybody right before we started recording? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he changed his mind though. Well, and then the, the and then and then the hand job in the yeah, in the spa the or whatever that makes sense is like it's still it's cheating in a masseuse parlor or massage parlor is still cheating. Why are we acting like yeah. it's not cheating? It, it is cheating. And so I would a hundred percent rather that somebody just like got into full on lust with somebody they had sexual chemistry with mm-hmm. than just like said yes to a sad hj okay in a so what about parlor. okay what about okay. what about okay massage is happening uh-huh Ooh, chemistry mm-hmm. is happening between them i will tell you that this also got presented to really? me as an option but continue <laughs> and that the the massage evolved into a hand job but she whispered to him right before you don't have to pay for this yes this was presented to me <laughs> as an option and it is the same to me. You think it's the same? It's the same. Well, to me, that's more similar to cheating than like paying for a sex it's, act. It's like the missing link. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there ain't no way she hasn't done that to other men. Well, and you know what I'm thinking? And it's still cheating. I think it's in the same way where like you, you just shouldn't... handed me the argument, by the way, that means I win. 
Thank you for doing that. <laughs> no problem. It, which is the, it's still cheating. It's why are still we pretending? Cheating. I don't get it? why it's different. Well, it, so not only is it still cheating, but it indicates that this person, it's not that they're so, uh, this person has a sex addiction. addiction. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Because it's not, because it's not like, uh, uh, like oopsies. Yeah. This is not an oops. You you cannot oops your way yes. into. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Kelly, you're the only sane person unless, I've spoken to okay, all day. Maybe you get Owen really drunk. Disagree with me. You get but really he drunk. May not. You go to the <laughs> massage parlor. Oh my god, you're uh-huh. feeling so like uh-huh. crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh, what oh are you gonna goodness. do? Um, oh god, I'm just caught up in the moment of oh, being hard at this. I'm massage. caught up in the mo. You're you're <laughs> you're rubbing. Oh, you're rubbing my my rump. So good. Okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip over. <laughs> Ooh, my hip flexor. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, you're you're a beast. You're a sexual beast. I need, <laughs> I need to put my, my, my hands oh, around man. that. My hands on your butt Ugh. made me need to put my hands on your dick so hard. Yeah. Ugh, I just, I, she's like, this is for me. Uh-huh. She's like, this, exactly. is, this is for me. <laughs> exactly. That was the scenario. That scenario would want not. That would not happen. <laughs> no. And so they were like, oh, yeah, that seems like a fantasy. I would like. I like. I was like, no. What fan? Whose fantasy? It's still, it's like a ooh wild fantasy of like getting a free <laughs> job in a massage you know what? Every parlor. night before I go to sleep, I'm like, um, now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> God, please present me with a free hand job. <laughs> a hand job that won't be considered cheating by a group of coworkers in Burbank. But don't trick but Lindsay. Don't. Don't let anyone agree with the same person in the room. <laughs> no, it's, it's all cheating. Thank and you. one of them is like creepier because yes. it's like this is what I'm saying. Yeah, this well, is what I've been saying all fucking day. I think I'm pretty sure I may be mixing it up because the qu- the questions were coming they're hard and fast okay. at me because I was getting the most worked up. Yeah, I think somebody else at work agreed at work agreed with me. Okay. Which is, that it's like two, like, yeah, in one, you are a sex addict. Well, right. And then and I then at that point, I can you with deal that. with that? I can't, you can't deal with that. You need to go and get help. Yeah. God bless. I, I hope you get better. I, I hope you get better. It's a hard addiction. I can't. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of those things, too, where I'm like, I understand. It's an addiction. It's a sickness. Um, I hope you find a partner that's strong enough. Or maybe you don't want a partner. I don't know. But I can't help you with this and so god bless and godspeed mm-hmm. yes, um, that is what i said and then but then like cheating or cheating on me with my best friend cheating on me with my best friend i probably couldn't get over that yeah that's a betrayal because that's a like very personal like i can't but like if you were just cheating on me we might be able to work through that that yeah. might not be a sex addiction thing now, I mean, there is a difference between like one slip and then immediately being like, oh, my God, I need to tell you something like I really fucked up and like an extended affair that was kept secret for a long time. I think I that could be another level. I think it's it's, a, it's an additional so it's level. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like in terms of horror, <laughs> that's how it's connected to this podcast, we'll say. Yeah. In terms of horror, first cheating on me with my best friend. Yeah. Then extended affair not with my best friend yeah then one time yeah and then on a completely different track is where you get a fucking hj from a massage parlor from an mp because there's no fucking way if you're the kind of person who says yes to an hj in a massage parlor you're just plain old the kind of person who accepts an hj you're not like you're not like being fun you're not like deciding to drink rosé it's not quite the same as being like wrapped up in a heady moment no 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 no. after a night of like drinking or like languorous beautiful woman in a bar or whatever no you are that's not like that is getting caught up in the moment of sexual chemistry versus just like a quick and dirty paid hand job well and also it's the same thing too where like even if and this is another caveat i think that like informs my thoughts on the like weird scenario where she's like hey this is just for you or whatever um on the house yeah really attracted to you on the house i just gotta get my my hands touching that thing handy on the house (laughs) (laughs) it's where like 
when you have a when guys hit on their female servers while the server is serving them Ugh, yeah on shift and think that they're it getting doesn't count. right or, or but even yeah, yeah because it's like this person is being paid to be nice to you yeah and they want a tip yeah. so you're just putting them in a shit situation and then oh, when guys like try to keep pushing their number on a server mm-hmm. when it's like Maybe wait until after their shift. If you if you felt if you thought you felt some like insane connection, that's what I said. I wait was like, until later. If that's happening, still no hand job. Put a pin in it. Exchange numbers. Yeah, just exchange. Be numbers. like, you know what? That's the correct response yeah. to that, Kelly. <laughs> you this don't. This is why we do a podcast. I know. This together. is why. What a bunch of bullshit. You know that what? They that need anybody to do? disagrees with us. Your coworkers need I to am sit in a really hot. So room. excited that we agree. No. There's, a, I don't understand. I don't understand because when you presented it to me, I was like, I don't know what is worse because I yeah, don't. Because the it. obvious answer is they're the same thing. Because that's they're the same. It sounds like an excuse that a guy yeah. Yeah. like that does like r- somehow get roped into getting a free hand job is like, well, I don't know. Like, it's not like I went and looked it up on the internet. Oh my God, that was exactly what he was saying. He was like, it's not like he went in searching for that. It okay, just, you know what? it was like, all of a sudden it was on the table, literally and figuratively. I'm saying I'm that like, he, no. I'm saying that his, he's a little bit too interested in being right in this. Maybe. I don't want to. <laughs> Flame more. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I don't want to put him on blast. I cannot imagine. It's the same. It's like to try to pretend that it is somehow like, yeah, you get a free pass just because you weren't going there for it. No, you still said yes to it. That just sounds like an excuse of like a guy that gets caught picking up a hooker. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, well, I wasn't specifically driving down the street to try and pick up it's just a sex worker. She flagged me down <laughs> and all I, of a sudden it seemed like a really attractive offer. I'm, I just couldn't what? say no. No. She said I think I'm in love with you. This one's on the house. (laughs) I don't think so. Exactly. No. Bless. Bless, Kelly. Bless, 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 bless. That was off topic for the book. I am trying to think of a way to bring it back. But like really nothing happens in this book. Book, 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 book. You know what? Those tubers that she ate sounded pretty good. The birds? Tubers. Tubers? Those little tubers, those little, when she pulls up the roots and eats them. Oh, yeah. That sounded pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like the description of, yeah, the, like, um, rolling the grass. Yeah. In between Her- and then the little, like, wheat yeah. snackies. Yeah. So there, I feel like the only person, or we weren't the only people more invested in the the fake world. I think Monica Hughes was also yeah more invested in that world. I mm-hmm. think she just took too long to get there. Or, like, just write a different yeah. book or, like... Was it just that they were marketing it badly? I don't know. I think she was also trying to like bank on the reveal that like they had been dropped there too much. And, like I called that like the instant halfway yeah. through the instant that she like wakes up and it's different. And it's different. I was like it's like they're there for real. Yeah, they're, they're there, there for, for real. real. And then like not too long after that, like you're on a different planet. You're on a different planet. You know what I remember being now that I read this book again, um, I remember being disappointed that she like had found a husband and was pregnant. So convenient. Yeah, I was like, they okay, all they married each, each, marry each other? other. What? The? Also, so, like a different group of ten finds them, and then each one of them pairs off. gets married and pairs off. I don't think so. I don't think so. Also, I, I was so imagining like being like one of the last people and, and being like, I oh know. no, it's oh like, no, oh, I'm li- I picked last for dodgeball. <laughs> oh, again. this one's permanent and it means my romantic and sexual future. Also, it's like, it would really suck to see like your prospect pool shrinking too and mm-hmm. being like, oh no, Ugh, oh, no. rich. Oh, God. Ugh. I mean, I hated his personality, but... Good genes. Good. He's a smart guy. <laughs> He's a smart guy. Just a doctor guy. Yeah, so convenient that they all just like pair off happily. Yeah. With another group. And it also was interesting. Oh, the description also that I liked was um, her description of her making paper, which happens at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny that like barring her being the one like writing the story mm-hmm. for her baby, which why do YA authors love doing this? 
It's like, and this is the very book I'm writing. You've been reading it. (laughs) It's so cheesy. It was so cheesy. Like when she like starts writing, when we realize it's paper, I was like, Mm -hmm. no, don't do it. Here it comes. English major was the writer of the group. As though, like, would they throw an English major in every group on this little planet? Like, and, okay, we've got botanist, we've got farmer, we've got chemist, we've uh, historian, got psychiatrist, we've got Brad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Wait. Utility Okay, Brad. When she was also saying, who was the guy that she was like, you're Brad. the one that, that one, the one that, like, makes us feel shittier? Oh, so that we don't get so we no, stay that was humble. Trent, I think oh, he's like, oh, oh, put oh, me in a oh. in a box, and she's like, you're the shit. Yeah, you're <laughs> the little shithead. That keeps us on our toes. <laughs> you keep <laughs> us from remembering it's good here. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're shitty sometimes. We all have to like band together. Yeah, you're kind of like unpredictable and have a wild temper. So you're the person we hate, so we don't hate each other. <laughs> Rich is really lucky you're here. (laughs) We need Rich more than you. So thank you for making us hate Rich less and hate you more. The person who has nothing to offer. (laughs) And also like, so then she's going, she's going through and she's like assigning each person. And I don't even think she assigns all 10. She doesn't seem to. Or she really runs out of steam. Yeah. And she doesn't. uh, And at what point, like, why did nobody go, okay, well, what are you? And that's what, and I was expecting like someone to be like, and you're the blah. Yeah. But and instead, nobody, everybody we, just let that slide and they're like, thanks, Lise. Well, it's too bad that she doesn't have any skills. She doesn't have she, any. Maybe she won't notice that we're not saying what they are. Can you imagine how awkward that is? So you're all with your like 10 group, right? Yeah. Your group of 10. And you know your thing. Because like, you're like, oh, I'm a farmer girl. Mm-hmm. I know um, about plants and animals and how to hunt. And you're like, great. I'm labeled. And, like, the one fucking useless person who, like, doesn't have any skills whatsoever is, like, you're the blah, and you're the blah. And the whole time you're just, like, oh, God, I really hope she doesn't ask us And then she stops talking and it's, like, you're right, Lise. And the only sound is, like, that one dude making a fucking fire. (laughs) And everyone's, like, you're right, Lise. Um, I'm going to go skin this um, blue hair. (laughs) Good call. That's what you do best. And then just for the rest of her life, Lisa's just going, you do that good. <laughs> You're so good at You're that. You're very good at doing that. And then so later, she does have a brief moment where she's like, hmm, I wondered what my skill was. But then we don't really get it. Like, all we get is that she wrote this book for her baby. She's the, like, historian. But then there was another girl that was a historian. She's the historian to know the past and then... She's like the, is like the recorder of their history. But then even the number one. I'm not when, saying it's good. I'm yeah. just saying that's what no. it is. It makes sense. But even when she's like, I didn't want to write the history like the other history girl would write it with like dates yeah. and specifics and like things that would be helpful. I like, just wanted to write it. God my forbid. story. <laughs> so she's just like a narcissist that's tasked with like, keeping yeah, their history. Here they are. Here they are. Brand new world could really benefit from knowing more things about it she's like you know what instead i'm gonna write my autobiography (laughs) she's like it all began it all started after school let out i know and i just picture people being like we could like skip that part maybe just like what it takes to survive here and like important events that happened Mm -hmm. here and then i got on the bus and then the six of us i cried because benta left Benta, my best friend, my best friend, Benta. Also, like, so Monica Hughes, I almost just was like, Monica keeps calling, like, keeps saying, like, oh, well, you know, it would have been, like, in wrong for them to, like, pursue each other because they were, like, family. Like, they shouldn't have. Right. But none of them were actually related. And I was like, why? 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 It just didn't make sense to me. I was like, I don't Like, and I'm all for found families, but I was like, you can have romance in there. Could have been you and Brad this whole time. I know, but instead she was like, I felt literally nothing when he touched (laughs) my arm. Touched my arm and he felt like more of a brother. I could have been dead for all he knew. It's just (laughs) like. He could have been dead for all uh, I cared. (laughs) We could have all been dead. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I did. 
<sighs> it wasn't so much formulaic in the way that other, like, say, R.L. Stein books are, where it's like, and then someone was killed, and someone was like, oh, no, people are dying, I should tell somebody, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Nobody's dying. They're like, oh, no, and then somebody dies, and then the person goes, oh, no, he was killed, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But this was, like, the going in and out of the game yeah. was different enough, but not. Yeah. It was, like, different enough not to be that, but not different enough not to be repetitive. It was definitely repetitive. The only thing that, yeah, because it was, like, okay, they're going to be in the game, and they're going to, like, it's going to be so beautiful, and they're going to see a thing that they need to go towards. They're going to go towards the thing. The thing will change. And someone will, like, become in danger, and then they'll wake up. And then it goes back to... That's how they know not to do that thing. Yeah. But it's, like, it's awfully convenient that what the government needs them to do, which is to learn survival skills and learn the terrain, Mm -hmm. is exactly what they start trying to do. Like, if somebody told me I was being put into a game, and I had to search for clues to find a treasure i would not be fucking mapping it out when i got home i would just be like okay so i saw a stick um it seems sort of out of place i guess and it was like pointing north but i can't be sure like honestly guys i didn't see a fucking thing that suggests that it was a clue in any way shape or form well one of them who i can't remember has a (laughs) photographic memory so i would just rely on him oh yeah maybe that was paul Paul? Was Paul. there someone named Paul? Yes. Oh <laughs> I mean, I'm bad with names, but I will say not my fault at this point. No, there were like 10 he people has who didn't really get characters. Like five seconds of screen time. He yeah. is not. All we know is that Lise is the narrator and she's milk toast. She's so boring. Milk toast? Milk toast. Milk toast. Um, and Rich is a shithead. Yeah, and he's Benta- a real turd is her best friend and benta's pretty but boring too it, nobody really has a distinct personality everybody everything everybody says outside of those three people is so interchangeable like i couldn't really keep track of whether it was Scylla or karen who was like motherly yeah i can't keep track whether it was like karen or katie 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 was karate who katie karate mm-hmm. yes karen was a historian. but then what else was her thing geology oh yeah somebody was geology someone was mad about not being able to have a microscope i remember that that who gives a shit yeah this is the problem i didn't care and that was the thing there were too many of them i think if she had dialed back had it been like they get assigned to a living situation they all meet there there are like six of them max we see them kind of get to know each other there but more get to know each other in the game then they're permanently there earlier. Yeah. It should be like you are assigned a team mm-hmm. based on your skill set and cut out the ones who they don't matter. Yeah. Like fucking Trent and Paul. I don't get why there's 10. They're, I, I think in her mind, she was like, well, to avoid inbreeding, there have to be 10 and then there has to be another group and those... Ten families can have families, and so on, and so on. And just so have on. them have more groups be going just, out, or just like I don't care about that yeah. part. Just have them survive on a fucking planet. I don't yeah. need to go into thoughts of like how they're gonna repopulate. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was too much like overthinking to a point where nothing yeah. got thought about enough. Like it was like trying to like dot all your i's and cross all your t's of like nothing of nothing yeah because you're just like well what about like getting hung up on like small stupid small details that don't matter yeah it was like dotting i's and crossing t's but there were no words exactly in between those i's and t's yeah she was like looking at each thing at too much on a micro level that like when you back up you're like oh there's nothing here yeah there's like barely a story yeah do you know what that tv show on the cw is the 100 Oh, I know of it, but I haven't watched it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Me neither. I was like, maybe it's like this. <laughs> oh, because the young I'm people are sent up. to repopulate. Yeah, the young people are like sent on a planet to do whatever. And it is that what it is? Like there are a hundred of them? Oh, is it? That would make sense. Or the like, 100. You have to battle to be the 100? I'm looking it up. I'm just shocked that there were 10 of them. 
Like, because mm-hmm. every time I was imagining what was going on in this book, it was like five people max. Like, I was not thinking that there were 10 of them there at all times. Because they had no personality. None. So here's the 100. When nuclear Armageddon destroys civilization on Earth, the only survivors are those on the 12 international space stations in orbit at the time. Hello, Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Three generations later, the 4,000 survivors living on this on a space arc of linked stations see their resources dwindle and face draconian measures established to ensure humanity's future. Desperately looking for a solution, the ARC's leaders send 100 juvenile prisoners back to the planet to test its habitability. Having always lived in space, the exiles find the planet fascinating and terrifying, but with the fate of the human race in their hands, they must forge a path into the unknown, which is basically the plot of this book. Mm-hmm. I really... And then you know what is another thing, too? Okay, here's a problem. Here's mm-hmm. an issue. Okay, so the whole world is like... First, there was nuclear war or, or pollution. So much pollution that um, people became unable to reproduce. And then so they needed the help of robots to fill the roles, uh, the working roles. Then once the population got better, um, they had thought that the robots would just be phased out, but they weren't. And then people couldn't find any work. And then so the way the government deals with this and this is the thing that it's fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. It's a because, ridiculous plot. Because they're like, oh, well, they don't want to get rid of the robots because it's cheaper to use the robots. So instead, we're going to move these people. So instead, we're going to have a fucking space program yeah. to populate an alien planet. And we're going to use people that we deem unemployed. Like, why not just like, get rid of the robots? If you I want a fresh start, just get rid know. of the robots. Just end robot employment. Because it would be one thing if it was like a separate entity that was sending them to the different planet. But if it's the same entity that's in charge of the robots, just get rid of the robots and but have the people the there. the problem is that we're not doing that now. Why no. would we do it then? To get rid of our robots? Yeah, people need jobs. Yeah. Are we getting rid of robots doing our jobs? No. No, we just let people die. Yeah. We so, just let them like uh, atrophy and poverty. Yeah. And got addicted to opioids. Yeah. Just let them wither away. Because they're so bored and sad. We are this book. But what we're not doing is sending them into space to populate a planet. Because they wouldn't care. And if they don't care enough to get rid of the robots, they don't care enough to send them off to a planet. And so that's what confused me. Because I feel like gathering together youths to send them to a new planet to repopulate and basically like restart humanity. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a level above caring. Yeah, uh, that's than like, like getting rid of. Caring. Yeah, that's like, like we must preserve the human race. Yeah, if you're thinking that, you've already thought about. You've already tried to get rid of the robots. I would have liked. Yeah, let's go into that. Yeah, I would have liked. Maybe they tried to get rid of the robots. Couldn't work. Uh, synchro. No, similarity. Singularity. God, it's really hot in this room. Uh, sexy Pope. Sexy Pope. Hot Pope. Hot Pope. Young Pope. Pope. How did that go? Sexy um, Priest. Sexy Priest. Sexy Pope. Sexy Pope. Young, young Pope. Pope. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I feel like you aren't doing... So that was like a thing that, yeah, as an and, adult, I could not And it was like of. they talked about it. Something the books we read tend to do is have the characters theorize about why something is happening Without just deciding and yeah. writing it. Yeah. Write what it is. Do you think she's like too wrapped up in this like first person kind of yeah. thing? It's like yeah. just have her be like. Or have them find out. They go back to the fucking spaceship. Or like here's a fucking thought. Why did they have to drop them without explaining what the fuck is yeah. going on? What was that? Let there be a little video message in a pod or something and that was another thing too yeah why the secrecy that would be explained it's like a government official is like congratulations you've won the game and that could have been cool that could have been cool i'm actually just thinking now that's cool i know i'm seeing a woman on me too and she's wearing all gray yep i'm picturing uh what's her face sarah paulson in uh oh Serenity. Yes. Explaining yes, about yes. the fucking uh, reverse. Yes. Um, 
Somebody going, congratulations, you 10 have won the game. Your prize for winning the game is that you will be dropped on this alien planet to populate it on behalf of Earth. Yeah. We wish you the best. Here are your few supplies. Do Why do they get no supplies? Right? I don't fucking know. Why do they make them Here's go through fuck, like it's evolution? Like, it's like, well, if you don't figure it out, you don't deserve it. Have fun dying. Then what a waste of like the pod. Yeah. So stupid. Like if they don't value their lives enough. It's stupid. Why? Did, and also here's like if you are sending out like let's say you're like, oh, I really want um, to preserve humanity. Like we got to get the best of the best out there. Wouldn't you like hold open auditions or something? Like wouldn't you like have it be like pretty transparent and be like, hey, wouldn't you want people that want to be there? Yeah, it could be like. It could be like Hunger Games. Yeah. But different. Yeah. Where or it you're could competing. Be like opposite Hunger Games. Yeah. Where it's like, we care so much about you that we're going to leave you to fend for yourselves. Here are your backpacks. Mm hmm. Or like, yeah, you have to battle to the death. And then the 10 who win get that means you're the, on smart, an alien you're the strongest planet. and smartest. Yeah. That's fun. Let's write that book, Kelly. Yeah. I think we will. I think we That's actually did. A really good idea. It's a really good idea. So I'm going to bleep this out Probably for a full exists. minute. Yeah. <laughs> But it is like, yeah, like where you want. So that was confusing to me, too, which it kind of seemed like a almost like a Mary Sueish type of thing to do to be like, these people seem very ordinary. But in fact, they're very special. So special. They're chosen by the government to repopulate the earth or like the, some other planet. I would so much rather it be we specifically formed this unit mm -hmm. or we chose you at random, figure it out. Sure. Or we chose the 10 of you. At random figure it out but yeah the fact that there's like one special need for each yeah, of them that was like so lame lame if they know each other already that was so, so lame it's fucking lame because like if it was if they already knew each other then i could buy it being like well it's just like random um because we figured that would be the best sample or so. they're just doing a thing where like they pick the housing units of everyone but you guys happen to choose to live together mm-hmm there you go. There you go. But it's like, it's too many factors that make it too, like, pat and cute. Remember how we were complaining about the heat? Well, as if to prove a point, the heat killed our poor little mixer and it pooped out on us. Luckily, it happened right as we were wrapping up, so you guys didn't really miss anything. But guess what, guys? You can cool your jets. We're revising our schedule to include Goosebumps episodes. The last Wednesday of the month will be Goosebumps Wednesday. So if you're reading along with us, the next book we'll be covering will be Twisted by R.L. Stein, followed in the next week by Goosebumps, the Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch up with you next week. Keep it creepy. Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. You can direct all inquiries to teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're reading along with the podcast, you can now find our book schedule at teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.